To say that we're abolishing slavery the same way that, that Republicans abolish slavery, it's not the same boat, man. It ain't even the same ocean. Why slavery is on the ballot in five states is your dang, we talking about this again? Yes, folks, we're talking about this again. Why does Zoe keep talking about this? Because people keep doing crazy stuff like this, man. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. What's up, y'all? I'm Alfonso Rachel in for Bill Whittle, who's working on some stuff that's gonna blow your mind more than I guess what he does when he when he's here. Um, I'm here with my buddies, Steve Green, Scott Out, this is Virtue Signal, and oh, well, uh, uh, back up. Mark, this is. The right angle. I don't have to do that whole thing over <laughs> again, do I? <laughs> nah. No, this is a casual group. We're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna like edit that part out, and my mouth is gonna move like I'm in a kung fu movie, and you're gonna see me say something else, but you're gonna hear the right angle. All right. So, uh, anyway, y'all. Dang it. Uh, this article goes on to say, y'all. It says uh, nearly 150 years, 157 years after the 13th Amendment was. Uh, ratified to prohibit slavery. And I mean, well, you know, slavery was already, but it just as a whole other thing. Um, slavery and involuntary servitude. Five states will ask voters to decide on measures banning slavery in the form of prison labor. Uh, all right, uh, y'all, I know what this is. You know, like I said, Democrats will not leave this alone. They won't leave this alone. They're gonna, they do stuff like this because they want to make it look like they, they want to take our distinction of, of uh, ending slavery, right? And so they want to be the ones who abolish slavery uh, and they're going to do this for the prisoners who they want to vote to. It's like, man, y'all don't make an association between Democrats and criminals, you know, where they want prisoners to be able to vote to. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Uh, they want uh, uh, they want stuff like this on the ballot. It makes them look like they have this better name. But aside from that, you know, when we talk about, you know, uh, uh, servitude slavery or being made to work under like prison uh, conditions. The Constitution makes uh, provisions for this servitude in this manner. Uh, you cannot be deprived of your liberty uh, without due process of law. Okay? Now, once that happens, you can be made to do labor. You can't just force somebody into slavery, like say, hey, you're a black, that means you're, you're black, that means you're a criminal. Now, our constitution doesn't have anything like that. Matter of fact, the constitution doesn't even ha have uh, the word black in it, right? Uh, the Democrat constitution does of the Confederate states, they do. I think people are confusing that constitution with the US constitution, but that's neither here hmm. nor there. In our US constitution, if you commit a crime and you go through due process and you go to prison, yes, you can be made to do labor. Now, forced slavery is something I have a problem with it, and I have a problem with it, you know, uh, and I can square that up with the word of God who says, look, man, you kidnap, you kidnap somebody for your own pleasure or force them into a market, you are to be put to death. That's what the Lord says about it. So when people try to say the Bible's pro-slavery and stuff, like, no, it's not. You can't force slavery on somebody. And it's the same way with our Constitution. You can't just force somebody into slavery. However, you commit a crime and you impose on somebody, well, then something will be imposed on you, like forced labor. So, Steve, uh, you know, where are these people, you know, where are they, uh, you know, in our prison system, you know, like, say, for instance, with Kamala Harris, she would be like the poster child for the prison right. industrial complex, you know. Uh, so if they have a problem with this uh, uh, kind of stuff, they need to take these things up with her. But being made to work in prison, I mean, is that really... Did they really want to associate that with the kind of slavery that was imposed like back in the 1800s and before? 
Well, if they can pin it on Republicans, I'll try anything. Um, I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned Kamala Harris, just because she actually did engage in slavery. She kept prisoners past their their discharge date. They were they were supposed to be ex cons and kept them working for the state of California. That is involuntary servitude. They had served their time. Um, an actual slaver. So, and she's vice president now. It's a crazy time. You know, I think this is part of the 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 brand new radical left soft on crime thing we've been seeing, like with these George Soros DAs in cities across the nation, you know, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Well, not at San Francisco anymore. Uh, uh, St. Louis, New York. So I think there are about 30 of them across the nation now who are simply not prosecuting crimes. Uh, this no cash bail thing where unless you just got caught bloody handed murdering somebody, they'll release you from prison after or from the lockup for after a couple of hours. And you're supposed to show up for your court date, and not commit any more crimes in the meantime. And we've seen how that's worked out in places with these Soros DAs. And so what I see here is uh, Democrats in California and what do you say, four other states uh, trying to say, well, just because you committed a, a felony and you've been convicted doesn't mean we can make you work. It's a, it's this coddling criminals thing. Uh, you see it with the Fetterman and in, uh, in the that pe- uh, Pennsylvania Senate race. Um, and it occurs to me that the Democrats seem to believe this year's crop of Democrats seem to believe that they can build a winning coalition out of uh, uh Convicts, uh, people who think that uh, children ought to be children who, you know, don't have the the power to legally consent to anything because they're children uh, should be subjected to various surgeries and cross sex hormones uh, instead of just, you know, letting their 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 adolescent issues work themselves out over time. And uh, people who think that abortion should be allowed up until the moment of birth and maybe just a little while after. So if this is a winning coalition, I'm going to see these guys on Election Day. We'll uh, we'll see how that works out for them. Right on, man. Right on. Scott, the, the, the article, I, I remember catching uh, wind of this when I was in uh, California, right? And... Um, just to get down to it, it's it was uh, this proposal, uh, section six of the article uh, of Article one of the California Constitution says slavery is prohibited, uh, involuntary servitude is prohibited except to punish crime. Uh, the resolution asks for Riverside County to support removing except to punish a crime from the California Constitution. Um, so. Well, then what do you actually do to punish the crime then? And, you know, so if you if you take that out, except to punish a crime, what do you have? The resolution? uh, Let me see. Slavery is prohibited. uh, And then that's it. But they're trying to associate slavery with the punishment. And if you're going to be punished, man, usually man, let me say this really quick. I, I personally like. I don't I don't like to I don't like to associate work with punishment. I think that's a big problem that we have in our culture today anyway, is that like, you know, when you're a kid and you get punished, what's the punishment? Chores. 
And so you make you make your it's automatically you are making your kid associate work with. So that's why people don't like. That's why I think people don't like to work. They associate work with punishment and they have a bad attitude about work. And it's the same thing with privilege. People got a bad attitude towards privilege because when you're young, what happens? You take your priv- their privileges away from them. So they have this bad association with privileges rather than just not sparing the rod and whooping that butt, you know, and just say, look, associate something bad with that. But in here, when you've grown and those things don't work for you, you have no excuse to not understand anymore. Well, then you you impose on somebody else's liberties, like their liberty to own their property and stuff like that. And you take that from them. Well, then something's going to be taken away from you and something's going to be imposed on you. You know, so but in this, they're, they're telling us that we can't do that. So what are we supposed to do? Are we just supposed to pay for these people to just sit in prison and watch porn and, and, and just lift weights and, and whatnot, and they don't have to do nothing? You know, many years ago, I um, read of a, I think he was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it was a prison warden who said, uh, they were asking him, why has your correctional institution uh, had a better record than almost any of the others in reducing recidivism? You know, once people come through your system, they tend not to come back. And he said, because my view of incarceration is that we don't send a man to to prison for punishment, we send him to prison as punishment. In other words, going to prison is punishment. You lose your liberty. Now, once you get that guy there, unless you're going to keep him there for the rest of his life, you need to figure out what's going to happen when he leaves. And the best uh, incarceration operations in the country understand that. Uh, part of the, uh, I, I agree, totally agree with you on the work issue. The idea of work as punishment is exactly the opposite of what we want to teach. We want to teach work as fulfillment, work as dignity, work as opportunity, the way to advance yourself. I once was talking to a county jail uh, warden. And I asked him about the kinds of work programs they had within the prison. And he said, you know, they they kind of teach the things you would expect, like the prisoners do the laundry, the prisoners run the kitchen and stuff like that. And he said, but it's really hard to to talk to a guy who was a drug dealer out on the streets, and now you're training him to be a dishwasher when he gets out of prison. And he said he's had inmates look him right in the eye and say, uh, listen, warden, I, I, apparently you have no idea the kind of money I used to walk around with in my pocket at all times when I was out there. And now you're teaching me how to earn 10 bucks an hour. Um, so, <laughs> you know, this is a this is a highly complex issue and meaningful discussions around it are desperately needed from all political actors in this process. Uh, but, you know, saying that it's, it's slavery uh, misses the point. I, I think there are a couple of uh, things that are much more important than that. Number one is that whole work dignity issue. Uh, number two is that these prisoners, uh, in most cases, are working for a government-run industry. That's a problem right there from a conservative point of view, we don't need more government employees. <laughs> now, if they were working for private contractors, and I think in some areas of the country they are, these some of these guys actually get to leave the facility and they work for private businesses and then they return at night. They're learning the cycle of how you earn a living and the dignity of work. So, And, and then the second thing is, in many cases, they're competing with private industry. If you've got a prison industry operation that's making cabinetry, for example, uh, they're competing at lower uh, wage costs, lower labor costs against private uh, contractors that are out there in the community at large. And I think that's a bad idea. Um, and then ultimately, 
you're trying to prepare this person for return to society. So the ideal is once they come out of that system, unlike in Kamala Harris's uh, vision of things, they should be able to go into the workplace and be able to earn a living and to be able to have that pride of accomplishment, to be able to go home and lift their heads high at the dinner table with their families around them and, and to have confidence that they can make it on their own. I guess I would say overall, if this is going to cost like a college education, then why don't we get it to produce, to make better citizens? so that they can get out there and become valuable parts of the community and leaders for good. Nice, man. And yeah, it's, it's, you, you, there has to be like some sort of balance to the, this, you know, the, uh, the labor that they would do that's not competing with uh, you know, other markets and, and that it interferes with uh, you know, how, how, how things are going to cost and whatnot. But I'm pretty sure that there are some sort of uh, entry-level things that they could do uh, where it wouldn't interfere with that. And when you look at what they're paying for, it's like the prisoners should know that the things that they need in order to, you know, make it from day to day to like their clothes and their food and stuff like that. You know, those are the things that they need to to do the work to know that they are paying for. You got to pay for that in terms of like, you know, I'm, I mean, the prisoner isn't paying for somebody to watch them with guns. They don't want to pay for that. And I understand that's where we come in. We're the ones who make sure that they keep the jail operational and, you know, the, uh, they're, they stay locked up. Uh, they're not a menace to society anymore, and, and we pay for the people who are watching them with guns. That's what we pay for. But they should know that, look, man, if you want to eat, you want a, a, a place to sleep and all that sort of, I mean, of course, you don't want to do that in prison, but that's what you get. You should intrude it on somebody else. Uh, but to, to associate that with forced slavery and, and, and use this as a political tool to say that we are abolishing slavery the same way that, that Republicans abolish slavery, it's not the same boat, man. It ain't even the same ocean, folks. Uh, you know, it's, it's two totally different things. And um, I hope that, um, you know, the Republican voters and the conservatives really know how to respond to this and really show the, uh, the stark nuance between the two of, of what we're talking about when we talk about this servitude after due process of law and forced slavery that is not justified. All right, y'all. So that's what we got for the right angle. <laughs> I got it right this time. Sitting in for Bill Whittle with my buddy Steve Green. Scott out. Scott out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. 